blessed Sunday to all of you, dear friends. You are tuned in to OLMC Sunday Best. This is a sharing of the Bible study group from the parish of Our Lady of Mount Carmel, Wan Chai, Hong Kong. Join us now in reflecting on this Sunday's liturgy for our life's nourishment. Good day, brothers and sisters. Welcome to the Bible study in preparation for the 32nd Sunday in Ordinary Time. Let's greet our Lord with the sign of the cross. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit, Amen. Almighty and merciful God, graciously keep us from adversity, so that, unhindered in mind and body alike, we may pursue the freedom of God, the things that are yours. Through our Lord Jesus Christ, your Son, who lives and reigns with you, in the unity of the Holy Spirit, one God, forever and ever. Amen. Amen. Father, and of the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Amen. The um, readings for this Sunday really helps us to be prepared because we are now into the final three mm. Sundays of the year. The first reading is from the Book of Wisdom. 6 verses 12 to 16. The second reading is Paul's beautiful letters to the Thessalonians, chapter 4, 13 to 18. It's actually a continuation from last week. Mm -hmm. And the gospel is the gospel according to Matthew, chapter 25, verses 1 to 13. And we will first start with the first reading. A reading from the Book of Wisdom. Resplendent and unfading is wisdom, and she is readily perceived by those who love her and found by those who seek her. She hastens to make herself known in anticipation of their desire. Whoever watches for her at dawn shall not be disappointed, for he shall find her sitting by his gate. For taking thought of wisdom is the perfection of prudence, and whoever for her sake keeps vigil shall quickly be free from care, because she makes her own wrath, seeking those worthy of her, and graciously appears to them in the ways and meets them with all solicitude. The word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. I have one question here. I was telling Gerard. <laughs> it was yeah, part of my contemplation. Why do you think wisdom, wisdom. is a she? It's a she. Why do you think? Well, you have some answer for that? Well, try to answer, Deacon. Why is it a she? Well, uh, first of all, the Book of Wisdom uh was written in Greek. Mm -hmm. Okay. So it's, it's, it's Old Testament, Hebrew. but it's it's not Hebrew. It's not okay. Hebrew. Okay. And then in Greek, um Sophia. the word wisdom is Sophia. Sophia. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, really. Yeah. Wisdom in Greek is Sophia. 
Or it could be the other way around. <laughs> no, but also in Hebrew, the word for wisdom is chokma, and it's also a feminine. Okay. Uh, yeah. So in but but I guess deeper than that, you have we have in our psyche, you know, the woman is supposed to be attractive, no, is alluring. So there is that personification of something that uh, desirable, that mm -hmm. is desirable. Attractive. Attractive. And that's why you see all the words here are used in terms of relationship. It's finding and seeking, right? She is readily perceived by those who love her. So it's relationship but and found by those who seek her. But then you also notice here, it's a, it's a mutual relationship because he also hastens to make herself known in anticipation of their desire. So I guess this, it, when you go to the New Testament idea here, you have it in James 3.17, no? Wisdom. So we're not talking of just the human wisdom. Wisdom from above is pure, peaceable, gentle, open to reason, full of mercy, uh, sincere, and very reasonable. Sometimes the women are not very reasonable. No, we have another we have another kind of we have another kind of intelligence. The women intelligence is different. Okay. <laughs> But, but, you see, <clears throat> yeah, and, and in fact, uh, this you might be thinking, how is wisdom related to knowledge? Knowledge is more of what? Knowing the data, um, and yeah. then organized, organized. Yeah, wisdom is more of integrated, it's more than know-how. No. Kind of distillation, higher level mental yeah. knowledge. <laughs> if I could put it this way, <laughs> there, there is a there's a she gets all the details and then creates meaning. So uh, the wisdom literature in the Old Testament would include what Ecclesiasticals, even Job is wisdom literature. Yeah. Job is a wisdom literature because it tries to understand the meaning of suffering. Yeah. It, uh, yeah, that's a big question. Suffering, especially of the innocent. Yeah. So wisdom is that. Wisdom tries to permeate the depths of reality. So it's more connected. But I guess one point here in this first reading, why this was chosen, is because of the the continuous seeking, the seeking and the finding, uh, and that's the waiting, because that connects to what we have in the gospel, which is talking of the wise uh, virgins. No, we have the ten virgins, some uh, five wise and five foolish. So the seeking and the finding and the waiting. Okay. But I still also want to. Mention here the other adjective. Wisdom is the perfection of prudence. Ah. Mm. Okay. Would you like to comment on that? 
um, perfection of programs. No, but I, I, no, no. I mean, I I appreciate this very much. But uh, you know, for for Chinese, I mean, for a Chinese, we think of wisdom like is uh, is is very much different. In a sense that, in a sense that we we also have uh, wisdom okay, in our um, uh, moral theology. And that's philosophy. Okay, we have moral the theology. Chinese philosophy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, with the Chinese philosophy is more inclined towards ethics, morality. Yeah. I mean, mm -hmm. and then the most important virtue that they advocate would be beneficent. Number one, number two, righteousness, and the third one is about being appropriate, propriety. Okay, mm -hmm. you should right. act, okay, right. accordingly, according to your rank, according to your situation. Blah, blah, blah. Okay, mm -hmm. so appropriate. So wisdom only occupy the fourth position. Mm -hmm. The last one is trustworthiness. Okay, that is being faithful, being loyal to, I mean, being faithful to your words, what, what you promise, you have to fulfill it, you know, something like that. So, I mean, if you rank them, so, so, um, I don't know. I mean, I, I have the feeling that the Chinese people are very pragmatic in the mm. sense that, okay, they want, they want to get things done properly. So wisdom, well, it's not something that they desire that much. Okay. Uh, of course, uh, we tell of heroic stories of people very smart, but they are just smart. <laughs> they outwit the other, they, they rivals. The clever is outwitting. Yeah. Instead of being wise, we, we, we do not have this kind of uh, uh, old wise man, and then, okay, whatever problem you have, <laughs> So it's a different cultural background. But you have a Lao Tzu, you have a Confucius, yeah. you have oh, those, those many philosophers, Mencius, yes, exactly. yeah. no, no, they, they are very, very moralistic. Yeah. They, they, you know, yeah, the right way of living. Yes, exactly. The right way yeah. of living. Yes. Whereas here, you really have the right. I, I do not know. Uh, is, is it because I'm a woman? <laughs> because it seems to me that the feminine figure here of wisdom is pointing really more to the right relationship. If we are saying right, yeah, yeah. But here is the right relationship. Relationship with God. No? Mm. Relationship with others. Okay. So it's it's a practice of integrated living. Yeah, professional prudence is, I can see that. It's the way Prudence, yeah. But it's, it's, it's nothing to prudence because there are different, I mean, for example, given a situation, all right, you can deal with it with uh, uh, desirable results. Then you're prudent, right? Yeah. To get things done in the in the proper way, doing less harm to the others, you know, more better way that is appropriate. Okay, everybody is happy, and then you not offend anybody. That okay, it's prudent. But on the other hand, wisdom might be a little bit higher than that. All right, that's that's why it's just the perfection. So let's look at this now in the gospel. 
this perfection of prudence in the, <laughs> in the figure of our wise and unwise uh, uh, personages here in the Gospels. Yeah. A reading from the Holy Gospel according to Matthew. Jesus told his disciple this parable. The kingdom of heaven will be like ten virgins who took their lamps and went out to meet the bridegroom. Five of them were foolish and five were wise. The foolish ones, when taking their lamps, brought no oil with them. But the wise brought flasks of oil with their lamps. Since the bridegroom was long delayed, they all became drowsy and fell asleep. At midnight, there was a cry. Behold, the bridegroom, come out to meet him. Then all those virgins got up and trimmed their lamps. The foolish one said to the wise, give us some of your oil, for our lamps are going out. But the wise ones replied, no, for there may not be enough for us and you. Go instead to the merchants and buy some for yourselves. While they went off to buy it, the bridegroom came, and those who were ready went into the wedding feast with him. Then the door was locked. Afterwards, the other virgins came and said, Lord, Lord, open the door for us. But he said in reply, Amen, I say to you, I do not know you. Therefore, stay awake, for you know neither the day nor the hour. The Gospel of the Lord. Praise Thank to you, Lord Jesus Christ. What is what is the context of this deacon? Why are we talking of uh, the last things here now? <laughs> Where are we? No, we we were still debating. I mean, there were challenging uh, things for mm -hmm. the past few weeks. Yeah. But now, okay, Jesus started to um, you know talk about. The end of the world. The end times. Mm. Yeah. It's, it, I mean, this has been... In fact, know, from chapter 24, I think. If you we, look we, at the... We have a big jump yeah. already. From chapter 24, which is in the Gospel Acclamation, it starts already talking of the end times. But stay awake. So you do not know what it right. means. So... This is the first of the, no, maybe the second, no, no, the third. No, not the first, because we've been yeah. talking about, we've been talking about, for example, the, uh, what, the, the temple, okay, not one strong way or the other, we're talking about those signs of end time, gold, famine, and all, you know. Yeah, the one given with the talents. Yeah, yeah. Huh? Right, something yeah. like that. And then it's the skip, it, it's John, okay, so there is a, Another gap there, but it's about time. Right? It's about time. <laughs> it's about time. No, because we're chapter 25 now. No? After this one, uh, we have, I think, the judgment. No? Yeah. And then we have Christ the King. Okay? So we're really nearing the end. Now, how, how would you explain this one? Somebody asked me, but there's the groom, there are the bridesmaids. Where is the bride? Uh-huh. So do you answer the question? I mean, this is this is custom. This, this is like a metaphorical reading, actually. It's an no, I mean, so the, we, this is with big use of the uh, custom, right? A wedding is very, very what should I say? They're the best things of all of, of their life. But you you will have wedding fees of say three consecutive days. Mm -hmm. All right. So what we usually do is okay. Of course, the bridegroom will go to. Um, yeah, pick up the bride from another house, yes. But yes. uh, 
well, not to play to play tricks, but it's a kind of the custom is okay. You cannot predict when they will arrive. In the sense that okay, they are not okay. I will come, but you expect, you expect, and then nothing happened. And then suddenly, oh, about time, let's go. And then he went. So that, that's that's how it goes. And of course, because it will be very boring, so you need some what the the, the bride mates. Right, to accompany the bride and you know right. like that, okay, to keep people yeah, entertained. And of course, they are very willing to wow, okay, they have <laughs> you know, eating, feasting, something like that to expect that the bride to come. So this this is how they survey their wedding. Which is, you know, this reminds me of the Indian custom. Also, I was going to say, the Indian, yes, they usually. Yes, yes. Wow. Yes, and, and it's really a meeting yes. now from two houses. It's not, you yes. know, so it's, 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 it's a matter of, okay, I am rich, you all must be rich. Huh? <laughs> they try out it's a kind of competition. <laughs> but anyway, uh, one other thing that I noted here is that the kingdom of heaven will be like 10 virgins of the world. Meaning, uh, the, the general atmosphere of the Kingdom of Heaven, even if we're talking of end times, is a wedding, a wedding banquet. So, in fact, that's why this allegory or this metaphor becomes a little bit disturbing because it, start, it starts with a very beautiful event. No? Right. It's a wedding. And then it ended up with yeah, this, yeah. this fight being, they were excluded. No, the, the, the point is, um, the, the Kingdom of Heaven is such a, a big thing. You need to look at the kingdom of heaven through different perspectives. Yes. All right. So previously we have a king, you know, have his banquet organized. Well, this, this kingdom of heaven already, mm -hmm. right? Right. And then sending people, okay, they are not coming. And then, okay, so, all right. So invite anyone. All right. And in the end, the king walks around, hey, you're not in wedding garment. Okay. My friend. Okay. So, interesting. He said, my friend. Remember that? So, uh, Jesus, because the kingdom of heaven is so broad and then so beautiful, it is impossible to capture the essence with only one parable. Mm -hmm. So Jesus told us several parables. And in one of these parables is this yes. uh, talking about those uh, primates, those virgins. And connecting it to the first reading, so the wisdom here is bringing your oil and for seeing that things yes. could happen along the way, right? So I would like to say this is this is prudence. Yes, this is prudence. <laughs> but uh, but but they chose the word the wise. But yeah. like this, you know, hey, this is common sense, huh? I mean, for us, it's common sense. We should bring a lot of extra oil, right? And okay, prudence. It's, yes. it's not so as high level as wisdom. Come on, that's wisdom all the time. <laughs> No, but then the other thing here that some some of those who have read this gospel said, uh, sister, didn't you think that these five wise virgins were not so charitable? Not charitable, well, selfish, not proper. Yes. yes, so how do you respond to that? I mean, my first reaction is also like that. I mean, if you are wise, prudence, and you are selfish, then what, what's the well, what's the virtue of, of, you know, why should you be qualified to enter, right? I mean, at first, at least, when I meditate, 
people, I would say, wait a minute, probably the oil represents something which cannot be shared. Yes. Right. Exactly. So, this is the key point. So, I mean, well, after all, they are not selfish because, I'm sorry, my oil, uh, what should I say? Because you see, nowadays we have different types of uh, batteries for different types of devices. Uh, yeah, yeah. All yeah. right. Then so, I mean, if I give my battery to you, it doesn't work. Right. Right. I mean, uh, well, uh, recently I share, you know, the, the use of hearing aids <laughs> with father Edward Hall. Yeah, we we exchange. Oh. <laughs> well, we have some common ground now. All right, and, then, and it worked. I mean, of course. I mean, he's been using it for a long time. I'm only a, a newbie. Well, he explained to me, "Hey, Alex is always like that. I really have to be careful with it." Also, yeah. <laughs> but, but I, I like that what you're saying. Uh, that maybe because a parable is like that. It starts at a very seems to be literal level, but actually it goes, it jumps. To another yes. level. So the oil here is probably really a very something very personal. Like for instance, with our relationship to the Lord, our prayer life is very personal. We can share the prayer. We I pray for you the intercession part, but yeah. the depth of the relationship it is yours, right? Because it's something that you you cultivated and you continue to nourish, no? In your relationship with God, so I guess you're right there. The 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 oil of put it oil of faith, oil of hope. That those things are very personal. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you can refer to this, but I think I I got the the little hints from the the the, the bridegroom. Okay, the bridegroom says, he says in reply, "Amen." I say to you, I do not know you. Wait a minute. You are all knowing God, you are Jesus Christ. How is it that you do not know them? I think it sort of reminds me the ten represent life. There are people who follow their faith and do good deeds. The others just live their life for material things and having fun. So when it comes time to enter the kingdom of heaven, God might say, well, I've never seen you do anything good. or Going back to the Greek, the fable of, was it the grasshopper and something where the grasshopper played all of the time and I think it's the monks maybe who prepared for the winter. When the winter came, the grasshopper and the monks did not come in because it did nothing to help. So. Wow, <laughs> you wrote, wrote, you brought it to another level. That, that, that's, that's, that's an ease of fable, right? Yes, yes. Yeah, okay. That is Yeah, yeah. But and as you said, sorry, Deacon, I think you're right. The oil represents something that you can only attain through leading a good life. You can't give your good life to someone else if they're more interested before, right? Yes. They wait for your time. I, I think I, it, it, it's. It, I try to connect it with the other parable that Jesus talked about. Jesus said, "When I was hungry, you gave yes. me." Yes. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Right. And how make it? Right. Yes. And more yeah. than I, exactly. see, I this is the next gospel. Okay. I cannot do it for you. No. So how can I share my yeah. oil with you? 
That's right? why the words of the Lord, I do not know you. Yes. I haven't seen, seen you, you visited. <laughs> yes, I was. <laughs> I should have seen you in church. I haven't seen you in prison. I think the So this is really, the, 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 the difference is really according to your relationship with God. Yeah. Okay. Uh, knowing the bridegroom, because it's quite clear here, the bridegroom represents the Lord. That's what I get. It's just that how is our relationship with him? So I'm sorry, the, the wise uh, virgins, they were not selfish. No, no, no. absolutely not. <laughs> Question answered. <laughs> so, and so, on that note, we will move on to the second reading. But just to take stock, um, the first reading talked about wisdom, seeking wisdom. Uh, wisdom isn't given to you on a silver platter, but we need to seek for it. The, the wisdom or prudence. We saw in practical application of this wisdom and prudence in the bridegroom. And we do see that you cannot come close to God just instantly overnight. <laughs> there is, you do need to um, pay your way to do the goodwill, to follow God faithfully. And, and I think we all see this um, in our lives. We can't just understand the Bible overnight. It does take time. Otherwise, you saw in the gospel, the doors will shut. It is very frightening, but, <laughs> but we do see in the second reading, Paul gives us a very nice consolation. A reading from the first letter of St. Paul. We do not want you to be unaware, brothers and sisters, about those who have fallen asleep, so that you may not grieve like the rest who have no hope. For if we believe that Jesus died and rose, so too will God, through Jesus, bring with him those who have fallen asleep. Indeed, we tell you this on the word of the Lord, that we who are alive, who are left until the coming of the Lord, will surely not precede those who have fallen asleep. For the Lord himself, with a word of command, with the voice of an archangel, and with the trumpet of God, will come down from heaven, and the dead in Christ will rise first. Then we who are alive, who are left, will be caught up together with them in the clouds to meet the Lord in the air. Thus we shall always be with the Lord. Therefore, Console one another with these words. The word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. So we Thessalonians, um, just to recap a little bit, were believers. Uh, they were faithful. And that's why Paul was able to impart more knowledge to them. Very much like uh, our group right now. Um, we're not beginners. We're eager to listen and to learn. So Paul is telling them, as you heard in the gospel, it seems quite frightening. Um, the door will shut. Um, Christ has yet to come again. Then what about my 
brothers and sisters who have gone before us. So Paul is reassuring them that Christ will take care of those who have gone before us. And in fact, he will give them heavenly, a heavenly home even before us. Um, the other thing that Paul mentions is that those who've gone before us and eventually us as well, if we are faithful, uh, will meet the Lord coming in the air. Uh, good thing, uh, good thought to meditate upon is that where is heaven and where is this air? Um, in fact, meeting Christ um, is where heaven is. Wherever we meet Christ, that is where heaven is. And as we meet Christ in the air, in fact, we're kind of meeting Christ halfway, where Christ will then transform our earth into the new heavenly kingdom at the end of time. So rest assured that if we are, if we seek wisdom, if we continue our journey of bearing the cross, Christ will meet us, divinity and humanity will meet, and that's where heaven will be. Uh, when you were saying that you know, uh, this uh, uh, dilemma of how to understand what will happen uh, to those who have died ahead of us, yeah. I, I like this word that Paul used describing the mm -hmm. dead. It's really fallen asleep. All throughout this reading, no? we notice that. But the other word is dead in Christ. So uh, there is one line in Romans, I think it's Romans 14.8, whether we live or die, we are the Lord's. So as you already uh, said in your commentary there, you know, that the thing that is important is our relationship with the Lord. And that is the one that... Uh, transforms and recreates where, wherever we are, right? It becomes heaven when we are with the Lord. Yep. And there we meet him and he meets us. But when our life is without the presence of the Lord, then it's completely another thing. But there is also maybe, there's a pastoral uh, question here in the time of of problems. This is among the very first letters written. Okay, and uh, who, where were they when, <clears throat> I mean, the Thessalonians thought really that Christ is coming very, very soon. Right. Imminent. No? And, and so that became a problem because they said, well, if he's coming very soon, what about those who have died? Uh, where will they be when, <laughs> if Christ comes now? Huh? And then how do we meet them, especially if yeah. they are loved ones? Yeah, they're already there. Yeah. I mean, for them, mm -hmm. I mean, for their understanding, their, because they, are, they, they, they were in a great culture. So they believe. I mean, first of all, they do not, I mean, most of the time, in this early time, they did not believe in resurrection. Remember mm -hmm. that. 
because they reject the idea of reintegration is because, right, when, okay, we, our, our soul is imprisoned in our flesh and then when we yeah. die, okay, it's liberated. It's yeah. All right? And so, wait a minute, so if they still have that in their mind, they will have a problem. Okay, now when Christ comes, okay, of course, I mean, our, our, our soul, our body is already here, so we meet mm -hmm. them all. Oh, thank you. What about those? I mean, they're, they're scarred. Yeah. I mean, they're so scarred back to the, the big, big soul. Oh, so uh, how could that be? Or uh, what would happen? So they really don't know because it's mm -hmm. uh, a clash of culture. Mm -hmm. Okay, they have no idea of, you know, the general recollection. Oh, what happened by then? You know? So Paul tried to explain to them, all right, okay, no priority, they go first. Okay, we go second. <laughs> no worries. So chronology. <laughs> <laughs> but so I, I guess the thing here is really understanding this word dead in Christ, alive in Christ. It's in Christ, yep. you know. It's being in Christ and with Christ. Right. And and I guess in in the end, uh, that's also the consolation that He gives us. We shall always be with the Lord, and this is our consolation, no? that we are in right. Christ and with Christ. Um, I will, uh, when, when you talk about falling asleep, it reminds me of St. Luke. When he wrote about, um, say, St. Stephen, he was being stoned. Let's say dead, he, he, he fell asleep. Okay. So this is truly you know, a kind of Paul's way of talking about death most of the time. I have a big question myself. <laughs> Now, in the gospel story, okay, um, the, the wise virgin cannot share their oil with the foolish one. All right, now, I, my question is about the practice of indulgence. It has been asked, right? Uh, yeah, yeah. Right. The indulgence. It's November, no? We prayed a lot for our deceased uh, loved ones. And somebody even asked me today, Sister, up to when is the deadline of this? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because uh, the, the church announced that, okay, in the month of November, the first eight days, yes. okay, you are able to, you know, get one indulgence okay. a day when you pay a visit, when you say one, our Father, one Hail Mary, and then also pray, you know, for the intention of the Pope, you know, etc. Right. Et you, you, you do this obligation, you're done. Okay. I have had enough for myself. I'm doing the indulgence for my loved one who's there. Now, does this contradict the logic here? That we cannot share? Yes, we cannot share. So this is my big, big question. Although it may not that be is, That is, I guess, that falls under the intercession of the saints. Because yes. we, even in the Pauline theology, we're already called saints, right? Yes. And we can pray for one another. Mm -hmm. In fact, in Thessalonians, part of the consolation, when Paul says, console one another with these words, part of the consolation in chapter 5 in Thessalonians is pray without ceasing. Yes. Okay? And then also give thanks at all times. Right. So the pray without ceasing, would really, con I, I guess, no, all the intentions would, would come in there. The prayer for each other. And then, in the gospel itself, where two or three are gathered in my name, there am I, in their midst. So 
our church is also very strong in that the communion of saints, which is not only the saints uh, already named and in the triumphant, uh, but also the saints who are still suffering and the saints who are still in struggle here on earth. Us. <laughs> Anybody else? So, um, Deacon has asked this first question, but uh, we do also open it up to those who are joining us online and in the room. If you have any questions or want to answer Deacon's questions or any further thoughts that you wanted to share a meditative one, uh, please feel free to just unmute yourself. Thank you. But my question does not want to confuse. Okay, the, that's not the intention, but I right. want to clarify. Okay, when we cannot share the oil. And then you are advised to go to the merchants to buy the oil. And what about our, you know, doing attendance, you know, for those uh, who is already there? I have a, I have a response to that, but let's also hear uh, other people's uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. comments and meditations. It could be uh, on any other passages that we've heard today. Thank you. Jay, you'd like to say something? Okay, I'll just share. Uh, of course, the gospel. There's a lot is one of the gospel one of those na I really cannot understand when you put symbolism in each and every one of the verses. Like for example, what's the oil, what's the lamb, what is their getting to be drowsy and then sleep and then getting up. So there's so many symbolism and I have to read. So so I think I was so I'm okay with that one. So now the thing is, the main point for me, the gospel in the second reading is, he's going to come again. The Lord is going to come again. And with a shout. So he may come in tomorrow and you see him coming towards us from the air. And then the one who have fallen asleep will rise first. And then those who are left and alive at the time will follow. So what a sign what a sight for me is a Hollywood movie, but there will be there will uh -huh. be a shout. And it will happen, I think. It should happen. <laughs> but we're going to be met in the air. But the thing is, uh, this is not really being preached among I haven't really heard this preach among our priests. I mean, I have <laughs> I mean, I, I don't know, but I haven't heard about this one. So that's the thing is we're not comforted about those who are falling asleep. So we are so grave when somebody uh, pass away. So so that's that's my point. So uh, as I said, the second reading and the gospel is all about Jesus coming, and we have to be vigilant and prepared. And and so that's why I find that the the first reading is the answer to that. Seek wisdom, because the moment you have wisdom, they said that's the perfection of prudence, and whoever. Uh, keeps vigil, shall be quickly free from care. So the moment you have wisdom, so whether he's coming or not, is we're prepared because wisdom is actually for me, is Jesus. Because I think Paul once said that uh, Christ is the power and the wisdom of God. So once you have Jesus in you, then you have wisdom. And you will just not, oh, okay, Lord, if you come again, I'm ready. It's something like that. So that's the, the geese of the gospel and the readings for tomorrow. I mean, how I say it then, just sharing. Thank, Thank you so much. Yes. Thank you. Beautiful. Uh, Janet or Bernice or Mary Faye, any questions? Okay, for me, this part will say no, for there were 
for there may not be enough for us. So, for like for those average people or poor people, two qualities I have seen them, when people say no, it's really no. I think if you say no, it's fine. It's okay. It's reasonable. And other people will say so. Okay, I give you, even that this is for me that I'll give you, God will take care of me. So this is also their kind of mentality. So I think it's also okay. So so I think saying no is There's not only one interpretation. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. Yes. And that's good. That's the beauty of the word of God. Yeah. Because you, you say that even, even if I do not have enough, I can still give you, right? Just like the what the, 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 the poor widow who you I mean because you have such a, a prime example before you, then how can you say no? <laughs> I mean, of course we, we will be very uh, we would say mom, you know, that much from them because you're wise, right? I mean, being wise, you should be wise, act wisely. <laughs> so, probably, I think we have, I don't know, but for me as a Chinese, I will understand the word wise in a different way, and then therefore, uh, it shows that they are prudent. Yeah, definitely, okay. Whether they know or what, okay, they are not enough for you and for me. No, I'm sorry. We don't have enough. So, this is, this so is anyway, Marifa is saying you understand that also, no? Because there's no excess. You can give if there's excess. Yeah, it's yeah. not yours anymore. I, I always hear this in some family also. But there's not enough money. You cannot understand. Yeah. That's for you. Not enough. Yes, yeah, yeah. Yes, uh, Jay also. You said not enough. You're correct. Not enough to last the procession. Because they're supposed to go into the groom's place for the wedding. If they give out and then on the midway, they may not have cast uh, oil at all and it will be tame. That's the, I mean, the a journey like also explanation. Yeah. Yeah, anyway. Thank okay. you, Jenny. Uh, Jenny. Jenny. Yes, good afternoon, yes. sister. Good afternoon. Yeah. For me, good afternoon, Deacon. For me, it's like the one that Jesus said, uh, he says here for myself, does Jesus knows you? And to say, if I'm of the bride and if I'm not ready, it's quite scary because it looks like we're not, I'm not prepared. So it must be make effective use for the time that God has given to prepare. Sometimes even we prepared everything, but it, I think it depends also if you're totally ready. That's why I ask myself, how am I doing, especially serving the church in my life? Ah, oh, it's like this is so scary. If Jesus will stay, oh, of course I don't want. 
Jesus will say like to me. He said, "Do I know you?" Oh my goodness! <laughs> But it's like so scary for me. That's why. Or your uh, hours in the church. <laughs> yes, and sometimes even here, even we prepared. Even you need. Sometimes you are believers. So I pray that not only believers that. It makes me now. It makes me feel now that we need to prepare ourselves when the bridegroom. Even we say we have, we know it is coming, and the bridegroom is like. I'm asking also myself, am I ready for that? Thank you, <laughs> Jenny. Ready? Yes. Actually, yeah. your your sharing uh, awakens in us also this uh, you know the responsorial song, the responsorial song that we have for this Sunday is a continuous thirsting and seeking, no, so that our relationship with the Lord could grow, no? yeah. and then in the end we can somehow be sure He knows us when we <laughs> when we meet. Okay, so. Yeah. I mean, sometimes we 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 have uh, some kind of uh, wrong priority, in a sense that we prepare. Yes, we prepare some. You know, we prepare the wrong, wrong stuff. Okay. I mean, constantly, I I do not I do not need this. I do not want this. But you spend too much of your time doing the wrong thing. You know, yeah. yeah, that's a pity. So let's pray that uh, you will be given the wisdom. Yes, yes, we do. 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 We For you, my flesh finds, and my soul thirsts like the earth. Parched by this and without water. Thus God I gaze toward you, intently to see your power and your love. For your kindness is greater than mine. My bitch shall glorify you. Thus will I bless you, my baby. I shall follow you. My soul is thirsting for you, O Lord, my God. The Lord be with you. And with your spirit. You might be God bless you, the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Amen. Amen. Thank you for tuning in to OLMC Sunday Best. Please join us again next week for another episode. Have a blessed Sunday, everyone.